courage is the decision you make to act in a way that works through your own fear for the greater good, as opposed to pure self-interest. Courage means putting at risk your immediate self-interest for what you believe is right. Derek Bell The Walking Dead Season 1, Episode 2 Guts Hello, everyone, and thank you guys for listening again. Uh, I know a few of you guys have listened, and I'm very excited for this next episode of Feed, Don't Eat Your Brain. Um, with us, we have Olivia Oki. I said your name correctly. Olivia Oki. Hey, Go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself, Olivia. Um, hi, I'm Olivia. I'm an actor. I am obsessed with creepy things, mm-hmm. scary movies, haunted houses, scary video games. Zombies are great. That's me. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we um, vibe with as friends. I don't, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> that sounds great, <laughs> yeah. We were, we were co-workers, and it, it took a while for us to, like, well, first she became really good friends with my wife, and then, you know, I watched her play Last of Us 1 and 2, and then um, and then we both loved The Walking Dead. We played the Telltale series together. So, yeah, we were both zombie fanatics, so I figured she would be great to have on the second episode. So, without further ado, uh, first, do you wanna do you want to discuss anything? I mean, I have a lot of things, okay. but so you I'll just, should tell okay. me what you want to talk about first. All right, I'll just bring this up. So I want to talk about group safety versus self-interest versus charity. So at the beginning, uh, Glenn is uh, helping Rick, and I just I can only... But then that becomes an issue for the group uh, because Glenn helped Rick, and then Merle isn't helping anyone, but he's, he's like acting in his own self-interest. And they're blaming it on Rick, but yet Merle is, is sniping zombies from the roof. And so I don't, I don't know. I, I noticed that. I don't know if like Rick, if it was Rick's fault because he was shooting the gun, trying to save his life on the street, or it was Merle's fault because he was literally leading the walkers to the building. Yeah. Okay. I actually, okay. I did a little research. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was thinking about this too. I was thinking about, I don't know. Why would Glenn reach out to Rick? What made him do that? Why would mm-hmm. Rick trust Glenn? How, why is Merle acting the way he is? All of this stuff. And I found this article about, um, it's called, SOB. Mm-hmm. It's survival oriented behavior. And the gist of it is in like a survival situation when it's life or death for you, you do tend to become more self-interested. You're more egotistical. You're mm-hmm. more power hungry. You're more about finding security. And so I was thinking about, I was looking at the different characters, especially between Merle and Rick, yeah. where Merle is kind of savage, very racist, very like... Very sexist. Very sexist. Very all the bad things. All of it. Yeah. Just awful. Mm -hmm. And Rick is on the other end of the spectrum where he's like, oh no, we include everyone. We are in this together. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of thinking like, what, why are they approaching this in such different ways? Mm -hmm. And my theory in my non-certified opinion is it seemed a lot of it came down to who felt more secure. Mm -hmm. And with Merle, he's extremely insecure in this situation. I think. Yeah. He seems like he comes from a lower class, and so he's probably been less secure his whole life. Mm-hmm. Where Rick has been a police officer, he's been like a white male in this normal society. He has whatever. a family. He's he got has, a family, yeah. he has a house, all of this stuff. And so I think it's interesting. Rick comes from kind of a, a more privileged position where he is able to not be quite as selfish because mm. he feels more secure. Whereas Merle has been burned a lot in his life, probably. And is way less secure, and so he's way more ugly about it. Yeah, that's interesting. I I'm not sure 
like why why they're both so different. I think they both have different personalities, but I would feel I would get the sense that if like if that happened that everybody would be insecure cuz I think Rick wakes up like the most insecure, you know, starting off. Yeah. So, I'm not True. I also think the Rick still has this underlying identity as a cop. That, That's true. That he wants to help people. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. still I mean like cops don't really mean anything anymore, but mm-hmm. there is this underlying People know what a cop is. They yeah. know what it means. So he still has some sort of subconscious authority mm-hmm. that makes him a little more secure. <laughs> yeah. But there is also a difference between Rick and Shane and how yes. they act. Because Shane tends to... Shane, you can tell Shane wants to help people, but he's more interested in his self-interest. And I think, to yeah. some extent, Rick is more interested in his self-interest when it comes yes. to his family. But like, I think I think they both go at it differently in terms of their authority. Yeah. Totally. Um. For sure. All right. Uh, but I did want to mention, like, how Glenn stuck his neck out for Rick. Like, yeah. straight up. Like, I don't. I, want, I wonder why Glenn decided to do that. I mean, he mentioned it because Rick was like, you didn't have to save me. Why did you? And he was like, well, I think if I save someone, then they'll save me back, you know? Yeah. And, like, Rick has saved Glenn countless of times. But ultimately, Rick was sort of the reason for Glenn's death. Oof. <laughs> um, so, but not, not like directly. So if you haven't watched it, I'm not going to spoil too much, but again, it, we all kind of know Glenn dies. Okay. It was all over social media and stuff. But, <laughs> if you don't, if you haven't figured it out by now, it's your fault. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Watch, watch the seasons, but Rick is sort of ultimately responsible for Glenn's death. And I, I thought about that today. I was like, huh. Dang. I had never thought of that. Like, would Glenn still be alive if he didn't save Rick? Oof. You know, I don't know, because I think Rick also has saved him. Yeah, multiple times. He might times. have died sooner if yeah, he that's hadn't true. saved Rick. So Rick just elongated his life. Yeah. It all revolves around Rick, right? All... I, I just thought that was interesting. But, yeah. like, what does it, does it, like, depend on personality, on whether you decide to help people past your self-interests, or does it, uh, or does it depend on, like, your personality to, like, just focus on your self-interests before? Like, what circumstances have to happen in order for you to, like, actually help other people and for the greater good, or if you're just interested in yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of factors. I Mm -hmm. think probably a big one is the way you were, the way you were raised and the beliefs that you've grown up with. Mm -hmm. Like, because of the way I believe, I believe very much in, in charity and, you know, serving other people, but other people did not grow up in that. They have a different idea of what, of what that is. And I, I see you wrote down karma. I wrote Mm -hmm. that down too, because it seems like some of the characters believe in karma like Glenn does, because mm-hmm. he's like, he says that I would want someone to do that for me if I was in that situation. Mm-hmm. And other people don't. I also think, I think it also has to do with age a little bit and mm. the amount of time they've spent in that world. Because mm-hmm. I think Rick's a little more trusting at the moment because he's very new to this still. Yeah. And Glenn's so young. He hasn't had a ton of life experience yet. Yeah. Where yeah. he probably does have this more optimistic view than Merle would. Yeah, and, like, Merle, I, I imagine Glenn probably just, he had, like, a normal middle-class life, you know? Yeah. Like, he just delivered pizzas and was a kid, you know, before this all happened. But, like, Merle, you kind of learn more about Merle's and Daryl's backstory Yeah. Uh, as the seasons go on, and it's it's not very good. So I, I do think it, it has to do with, like, who you are as a person. But then again, like, where's the line between, like, how someone can devolve into something like Shane does. Um, how he did, like he, he was a cop. 
he had a good life. You know, he had the white male privilege. Yeah. And but then he devolved. Yeah. But I just I just think that's interesting how different people respond to things differently. Because if Merle saw Rick, he would not have helped him. He would have just no, gone on this marrying Rick. Yeah. So uh, I think Rick's really lucky that Glenn was there to help. I think if anyone saw him, except for maybe T Dog, maybe uh, what's his name uh, Hernandez, maybe yeah. those two would help. But I don't think the others would. I don't think. Yeah. No, I the others there. Andrea would least. leave. Andrea him. would leave him. She would not leave. Um, so just so you guys know, I despise Andrea. <laughs> I will explain more about it the more episodes we get into. But yeah, oh, I despise Andrea. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk about was like fighting within the group. Obviously, like stress and like stress for survival can cause contention. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I I think it it would be more important. Like what Rick said is that we need to stick together and not fight with each other. And I, I don't know, what do you what do you think about that? Like I mean, I know I definitely think, yeah, of course we should stick together. Mm-hmm. That's the way you survive. Mm-hmm. And then I also think I don't know, my the way I always thought growing up was like, oh yeah, with if push comes to shove, people will come together and help each other out. Mm-hmm. And in the last year with like the yeah. pandemic, yeah. I have seen people were that has looking out for themselves always. and being selfish. Yeah. yeah. Like there have been examples of people pulling together, but there's been a lot of examples way more than I thought there mm-hmm. would be of people totally falling apart. Yeah. And like, you would think like, Oh, no one would hide a zombie bite, but then now we know oh, the people totally. that would hide a zombie bite, you know, <laughs> we know exactly who you are. <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those people probably would hide a zombie bite because they, they don't want to die yet. Yeah. They're carrying like Merle would definitely hide a zombie bite. Yeah, he would. It's just it's just so fascinating like how like what causes people to fight whether whether it's like for for self-indulgent reasons or for protection like T-Dog fought because he was like this dude's being racist. But, I do have a quick side note about that cuz what I thought mm-hmm. was really interesting is Merle said some super racist not okay stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone freaked out. Nobody was going to stand for it. He got locked up. Mm-hmm. But then like a few minutes later, he says some really crude, sexist stuff to Andrea. Mm-hmm. Really, like, yeah. For, pretty much sexual harassment. Nobody blinks an eye. Mm. And even Andrea doesn't really, like... Mm-hmm. She doesn't kind of give him a what for or anything. She's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know where I'd be going with that, but I just thought it was an interesting thing to observe. I was like, that is interesting. I wonder what the difference is. I didn't notice that. But maybe it was because it was already locked up. And yeah. maybe because he was, like, being threatening towards T-Dog and he wasn't, like, really being threatening towards Andrea. Yeah. I'm sure true. I'm sure if he was, like, trying to, like, assault or beat up Andrea. Yes. They would have done the same thing, but I think he was tied up and neutralized at the time. But that is an interesting thing to bring up that, like, do we as people, like, shut down things that aren't okay, but then we don't shut down things that aren't okay that as well? That are also well, not okay. That are also yeah. not okay. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, what? where do we draw the line in our own lives and our own morality of, like, what do we shut down and what do we allow yeah. that isn't okay, you yeah. know? Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about when do we allow someone to die for the greater good? I mean, they didn't mean to kill Merle and they didn't end up actually killing Merle. Yeah. But, like, they thought he died. Like, they were like, he's dead. He's done so. Okay? Yeah. And like, and when does it come to the point where like you have to decide, okay, this person is endangering the group like this. And we do it today. You know, um, me personally, I don't necessarily agree with the death penalty most of the time that it's used, but 
uh, people that will just kill others or, or, you know, hurt others relentlessly without any remorse. And they just care about themselves. Like when does it come to a point where we decide enough is enough and they either need to be locked up or they need to be killed. I I prefer rehabilitation if they choose to be rehabilitated and if they can, but when does it get to that point where like you have to just say enough, we need to survive and you're not pulling your weight. You're not doing your part to be a part of us, you know? Yeah. I think it's, I think it can be for better or for worse. And in this situation, Mm -hmm. it maybe was for the better because Merle was tearing the group apart Mm -hmm. and was literally like threatening their lives yeah in a lot of different ways and so yeah i think they were a little more inclined to leave him behind even if it was by accident i don't think mm-hmm. they tried as hard to save him as they might have if it was glenn, glenn. yeah yeah ah <laughs> yeah. oh, glenn oh no um <laughs> i also that, that did just just now make me kind of think about other situations where maybe someone isn't going with the crowd mm-hmm. and get punished for it but maybe the crowd wasn't doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If you have like a group like in the apocalypse. Hazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have like, spoiler alert, like Negan yeah. doing awful crap. If anyone went against him, they we would kill them. They were or dead. Imprison them. Because yeah. they were threatening his power. Yeah. Which is so terrible. It, it like, I believe we all have a basis of morality within us. And like, for some reason we have circumstances and things that make us lose that. I, I believe morality is a luxury that we have most of the time. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. Like, when do you decide, like, to go with the group, whether they're doing good or bad things? I mean, like, people trusted Rick, and he made some <laughs> questionable decisions he, as well. He does some kind of you scary know? stuff. Even though we're rooting for this group, like... Yeah. And they mention it in the most recent season, like, uh, I think Carol, I hate Carol too, by the way, but <laughs> I think she mentions, like, are we the heroes or are we the villains? Yeah. And Daryl's like... I don't know. We're just us. Yeah. And, you know, and by that point you really, you don't know either. You're yeah. Like, I, you, I don't know what's going on. Anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone's the heroes versus the whispers. Um, <laughs> I, uh, or are they? No, they're icky, <laughs> icky, icky, icky people. Okay. Um, telltale series though. Yeah. Talks about but, the whispers. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, anyway, I, I also wanted to talk about volunteering others versus volunteering yourself. Cause Glenn, like he just gets volunteered yeah. to do things that he's not comfortable doing. And like, I don't think he ever like stands up for himself about that. No. Like Maggie, Maggie wants him to like, when, when he meets Maggie and they get married and stuff and like, she's like, you don't have to go out and do these things for them. And he's like, I have to, because I'm a good person and these people need supplies, you know, yeah. or we need to get this walker out of this well and I'm the bait. You know, and like, we need to go down into the sewer to see if there's tunnels so we can get out of here. And like, everyone looked at him like, and Rick didn't even know him. And he was like, you, you saved me. You're good at this. You know, it was immediately like, we're volunteering him because he's good at it. But like, I don't know. I, I, it makes me wonder like, where's the, where's the morality in that? And like being, being able to volunteer someone else versus you volunteering yourself. Like, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I think it comes back down to the, where are you at? Are you more worried about preserving yourself or are you more worried about the greater good, I suppose? Mm-hmm. And, and I think with Glenn, 
I like, I don't know. There's a lot of situations I've seen in different movies or whatever where someone needs to go into this small space and, mm-hmm. oh, there's only a child here. Yeah. You got to send the child. Yeah. Or whatever. And I think it's tricky because on one hand, you're kind of relying on the people around you to be in the same mindset of, of mm-hmm. like, yeah, we will take some risks for each other here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not fair to just consistently assume, oh, Glenn's fine with this. Yeah. Either. Well, like, and how many times do we do that? Like, I've been pushed around a lot. Like, I've been, like, the punching bag mm-hmm. and, like, the person that gets teased a lot in a lot of my friend groups, right? And then people would just assume that I'm okay with it, but then someone says something that actually hurts me. Yeah. And I'm like, that wasn't okay. But then they're like, ah, it's Zach. He's fine. He's, yeah. he's resilient, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I kind of see myself in Glenn where it's, like, I see times where I need to, like, stand up for myself and defend myself if i'm being abused or if i'm being mistreated i'm not going to do it but then again it's a it's a it's kind of a higher stakes moment because they're going to die if they if someone doesn't do it yeah like someone has to Mm -hmm. i definitely i would like to think that i would be considerate and be like are you okay with this but i also could totally see myself Mm -hmm. if i thought glenn was the only one that could do it and i've got this group of people i'm trying to get to my family or yeah. whatever and if he says no i feel like i'd be pretty pissed at him for that too like i'd like to yeah. say i'm well, nicer I mean, than that but at the end of the day i'm like if you can do it you have to think about the other it's people it's like asking you. for a shift off and you know that someone can do it and yeah. you need it off and you're like and you're like please and they're like nah you know yeah, and i've like, done that you're too i'm obligated I've, yeah. to say yes but yeah. i still am upset that you said yes <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but i think the funny thing is is like i I don't think it was because of his size, because they picked, like, the biggest guy there, aside from T-Dog. Yeah. Uh, Hernandez. Is that his name? I wrote it down, because... I feel like it might um, not be Hernandez. I don't know. Uh, you guys Morales. know who I'm talking... Morales. Morales, okay. Morales. Uh, and they sent him down. Well, Glenn yeah. picks him. To, and I love this part, because you see Glenn's, like, leadership skills right off the bat. Yeah. And, like, you see that he has such good potential to be a leader, but, like... People don't see him as a leader, except yeah. for Rick. Rick was like, all right, we all know our jobs, you know? Yeah. And, like, I love I'm, I love Rick and Glenn's relationship that grows throughout the series, because it's just so good. Oh, it's so good. But, and you, you, you see Glenn's potential to be a leader, and no one believes in him, except for Maggie and Rick. Yeah. And, like, maybe Herschel, you know, yeah. later on. Everyone else is like, hey, Glenn's the freaking, freaking scout guy, you know? <laughs> I will say, though, some people are very comfortable being a leader. And then there's people like me. I know if I was in the apocalypse, Mm -hmm. I would not want to be the leader. There's Mm -hmm. no way. I would very much want to be like, I'm going to find a safe person to follow and I will follow them and I am happy to do my little job, but I do not want to lead. And I think, I think leadership is like a scale, right? I I think that there's like, there's not just leaders and just followers. Like there's, there's like in-betweens of where people feel comfortable leading. I don't think I could be, like, a Rick or a Shane, yeah. but I think I could probably be, like, maybe a Dale or a Daryl, you know, someone yeah. that's, like, next to the leader, but I'm not making all the decisions, yeah, like, you know? I don't, think I, I don't think I could make all the decisions. Like, I'm there if they want to delegate me leadership, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll you're... delegate more leadership, but I don't want to be the guy that's, like... Let's you go know, kill some saviors. Let's yeah, go kill like, Negan, you know? You. Yeah, because, yeah. like, Rick gets blamed for so much, but, like, Rick, I feel like, doesn't get enough credit for how much he's done yeah. for his group, you know? That's yeah, true. Because everyone's like, Rick, you killed these people, and he's like, but you're still alive, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so back to that question, then, I think it's it's about delegation and mm-hmm. equal delegation, maybe? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's fine to volunteer, Glenn, 
but you also got to volunteer other people for other things. And then there's also people that want more responsibility, but don't get the responsibility, like yeah. Andrea. And that's not oh, why I hate Andrea. Andrea. <laughs> I hate selfishness. And I think Andrea and Carol are selfish. They tend to be more selfish, especially towards the end yes. of their careers, I guess. I don't know what happens to Carol. I'm still in the middle of season 10. But I, I wanted to touch a little... We've touched on a little bit on this as li- of like racism and sexism. And Rick really makes you realize, like, you know racism and sexism is stupid and, like, bigotry is stupid. Yeah. But, like, he really makes you realize how stupid it is. Yeah. Like, they're they're literally trying to survive and Merle, Merle's talking about race and calling him the N-word, you know? And, like, yeah. Rick, Rick freaking knocks him down and handcuffs him and he's like, there are no N-words anymore. There's us and them. There's white meat and dark meat. Yeah. And, like, and it really, like sets the tone of, like, okay, this is who Rick is. Like, he, I I just, you really see that Rick wasn't a bigot before, and he's not a bigot now. Yeah. Like, he cares about people, and he cares about society. He's one of the good cops, guys. He's a good cop. He's a good cop. And, until he turns into a scary... He, he turns into a scary, a scary person. Cop. But then again, he's not a cop at that point. <laughs> no, he's I, He's only a cop for, like, the first season, yeah. maybe the second one, and then he kind of... He's kind of an animal he kinda after that. <laughs> removes that title from himself. Yeah. Um, and then Carl wears his hat. So freaking Carl, a freaking Co- Coral. Coral. I, I have a goal to say that every episode. Uh, Got thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask, why did he trust T dog with the key? He could have given it to anyone that like would have been more inclined to let Merle free. He could have kept it. Yeah. But like, why did he trust T dog with the key? Did he, did he like know T dog was a good person and would try to save him? Or did he, or was he like, I'm going to trust T dog with the key because I don't care if this guy lives or dies. <laughs> and if T-Dog lets him die, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know? I think it has to do... I think it's kind of because T-Dog was the wronged party mm-hmm. in the situation. So he got the decision on whether or not to yeah. throw Merle to be punished. Because I think Rick... I don't know. In that situation, I feel like I've kind of like, well, I don't... I'm a white woman. I've never really gotten discriminated for the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what the appropriate mm-hmm. punishment is for that. Yeah. That's better to give that responsibility to the person that it does and know Merle, what it's like. T-Dog was the one that Merle beat up too. And like, if someone else was to let Merle free and T-Dog was not okay with that, mm-hmm. that would be an issue. Well, I'm sure T-Dog like feared for his life and I'm sure Glenn feared for his life. Like we didn't yeah. see Glenn and Merle interact. Um, when they were at the campfire in a few episodes later, uh, they were talking about how they're going to have to deal with Daryl coming back yeah. and seeing Merle gone. And and then uh, T-Dog was like, I'll tell him. And then Glenn was like, you're not going to tell him. I think he was probably racist to Glenn. And I think it could have been a dangerous situation if Merle continued to be in the group yeah. with other races with him. Totally. You know? mm-hmm. I did have this thought. If I wondered what would have happened if T-Dog had been able to free him at the end, obviously T-Dog tried to, didn't mm-hmm. succeed, but if he had successfully freed Merle at the end, I wonder, I don't think that would fix everything. I don't think I Merle would suddenly yeah. be like, oh, I'm not racist anymore. But yeah. I also do wonder if that might've started a process for Merle. I'm yeah. kind of rethinking the way he's looking at people. Mm-hmm. But because he dropped the key. Merle was like, you dropped it on purpose. Yeah. Like, like after he dropped the key, so. it was that relationship was gone. Yeah. For good. Like no matter what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder if Merle would have changed his mind about his racism 
gradually if he saw how good of a person T-Dog was, how good of a person Glenn was, how good yeah. of a person, like, if he ever met Michonne, how good of a person Michonne was. Yeah. Um, There's also a small part of me that also wonders if it would have solidified it more for him in this weird sort of, like, you're below me, and of course you saved me because yeah. I'm better. Yeah, I wouldn't have saved you because I'm above you, Yeah, you know? like, who knows? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about optimism versus pessimism. Because immediately Andrea's like, we're going to die. Like, yeah. we're screwed because we're surrounded by, by zombies. But then T-Dog and some other people are like, no, we can figure this out. Let's try to figure this out. And I just, I wonder where the line is in terms of, like, when do you become pessimistic versus optimistic in this world? Because Rick is still pretty optimistic. Like, <laughs> he's, he's still like, a- I'm going to find my family. I know they're <laughs> yeah. alive. And I'm like, you don't know. Like, you just saw a ton of dead people out there. And you're, you're convinced that your wife and son are alive. Like, I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd be like, they're probably dead. Yeah, I don't think like, I would be quite Even so if they took the photo albums, like, he saw the line of cars coming from Atlanta. Like, yeah. like they're probably, like, I'd be like, they're dead. Okay? I just yeah. have to live with that or die, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Rick is pretty optimistic, for what he's gone through so far. And I'm just, I'm just like, I think that also depends on personality as well. Like how optimistic and pessimistic we were before, because I know I'd be pessimistic right away. I'd be like, <laughs> You'd be Mr. <laughs> I'm sorry. Be, I would be <laughs> pessimistic right away. I would be like, like at least, at least until there was some form of like society, like Alexandria or the yeah. hilltop, then I'd be like, okay, we can make this work. But if we're just roaming <laughs> yeah, and we're just nah, like we're killing zombies and just trying to go day by day, I'm going to be so pessimistic. I'm just going to be like, life is meaningless, yeah. you know? But like, yeah. Yeah. I also think I kind of started learning for myself, at least for me, my pessimism has been more of an extra layer of protection mm-hmm. in a way where it's, it's easier to say my family's dead and mm. deal with it, and grieve, and move on, Yeah. rather than to get your hopes up, only to have this crushing moment of, yeah. oh, they're dead later, Yeah. and, and it's more painful well, to Well, like, Rick help. got really lucky. He got freaking lucky. Because if he, he would have seen, like, their dead bodies after believing that they were, like, alive, it yeah. would have crushed him way faster yeah. than he was crushed before. Yeah, I think it's a lot harder to be hopeful than it is to be pessimistic mm-hmm. i think even in this world like it's yeah, so even hard now I'm still like, like with oh. with like climate change and everything going on like we we do live in a pretty good world but like there there are some daunting things that that are happening and could happen that like a lot of us are still pessimistic about yeah and it's not zombie apocalypse level but it's still like pretty heavy stuff yeah oh no you i know? mean i i think it's way easier to go <laughs> we're gonna burn in yeah. 30 years yeah than to sit there and go Oh no! Maybe we can do something about it. I gotta stress about it. Well, for the it's rest a, it's of my a coping life. mechanism, you know. Yeah. And I, I actually now that I think about it, Andrew was probably like, "We're gonna die. I don't want to stress about leaving. I don't want to like." Yeah, I think and then she's later in the season. She wants to die as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that I think the difference between optimism and pessimism is interesting because we we want them to have hope as like people watching them, mm-hmm. but. Like, if we were in that circumstance, it would be so, so hard to have hope. Oh, yeah. No, I would... I mm-hmm. I wouldn't be alive. <laughs> I would keep cracking jokes. I would keep cracking jokes. I'm sorry. I would not want to be in your group. I feel like we... You would want to be in my group, okay? I feel like... I would, I would be a really good person, because I would, I would just... I'd be, jokes, like, crying you know? 24-7, and you'd be like, stop crying, and then... That's also You'd true. make a joke, and I'd be like, stop, this is serious. Crying is loud, sense. okay? <laughs> 
See, I already know the survival <laughs> tactics. You're yeah, good. Maybe I gotta You're join good. the group. Okay. You gotta join the group. Also, Alina's in there. And if I die, you can go be yeah, a witch gotta, with Alina. <laughs> you gotta run away Start with your Alina. own group, own culty, culty group, and fight with yeah. the Whispers. This is the perfect transition into the Shane, Lori, Rick mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah. So you're not you're not married. I'm married. Thanks for rubbing yeah, that in. Gosh, just I didn't kidding. know you wanted to be married. You're alone. I'm not. <laughs> you're alone. I'm not. <laughs> no, I wanted to, I wanted to preface this because we got to talk about. It was only one scene, one of the only sex scenes in the whole yeah series. But it's still it's still pretty like heavy and graphic. Like pretty. There. Well, first of all, he scares her. Which why would you scare anyone? <laughs> like scaring people now. Like okay. 50-50, it's going to be something real, and it's going to yeah. be something... But it's like 99% no, that that was a walker. Some dude tries to scare me in the forest. I'm not... No. Yeah, There's first no of way all, I'm like going to laugh about it. First of all, Shane's foreplay, not good, okay? <laughs> but I, I just... Uh, Shane doesn't know that Rick is actually dead. He just left him in the hospital. We think that Shane thinks that Rick is dead. We th- but, like... And he obviously told Lori that Rick is dead. Mm-hmm. But, like, he doesn't know. And so, I wonder if that's eating away at him. Like, maybe Rick could still be alive. Yeah. But, or, I don't know. Or I do if I left... he's, like, he's pretty much, like, he's as good as dead. He's in a coma. Yeah, he's like, he's in a coma. Things were going south in the hospital when he left. Like, it wasn't it, like it's a pretty safe assumption. It's like yeah. a 9 out of 10 assumption that Rick is dead. Yeah. And, um, so, like, where is the line to have, like, a romantic relationship with, like, someone, if you think that your your spouse or whoever your partner was with is dead, you know? I personally think that, like, if you if you think that your lover or partner or spouse is, is dead, then, you know, and romantic relationships can be, can be used to cope during these dark times. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think, I think it's really easy to watch the show and to be mm-hmm. really judgy and to kind of, like, Oh, they couldn't keep it in their pants. They're having yeah. an affair. But like, Shane's so selfish. You all would do the same thing. <laughs> I Don't know at you me. Would. Don't at me with that, okay? <laughs> you would sleep everywhere. <laughs> sleep um, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere with everyone. Um, but I think in this apocalypse world, relationships would develop way faster. And you would have yeah, to... Yeah, because you want to be close and you want to be have be protected. And I'm sure like, they were both looking for protection. Yeah. And for, you know... And Shane does a lot of good things. Like, he's not perfect. Uh, very much not perfect. Yeah. But he does do some good things. Like, he is... He protects Laurie and Carl. He becomes kind of the surrogate father figure to Carl, mm-hmm. who I'm sure Laurie's very grateful for that. And Carl well, she is... Was too, she was grateful for it, but... <laughs> not no longer. But... Yeah. Um, no, I think it's actually, like... I don't know. I think it's actually a pretty reasonable oh, yeah. thought process. 100%. I don't know if I could do it, just because... Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, don't. she had to take off the necklace with the ring on it, oh, you know, gosh. and, like, yeah, the locket. <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was like, no. And but, like, she this... still has that connection with Rick. And I think maybe, like, she wanted... She wanted Rick so bad, and, like, Shane was the next best thing. Yeah, totally. No, you know? like, Rick and Shane... They were best friends. They were partners together as cops, you know? Like, yeah, it's Shane like... was the next best thing. Yeah, I totally think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that, that Shane and Rick are so connected. That mm-hmm. she's, like... Oh, yeah, this can work, too. Mm-hmm. And we see them butt heads a little bit in the first episode with, like, Lori wanting to go put signs out on the freeway mm-hmm. and Shane not wanting to, but, like, but he's, like, nice to Carl. He provides, you know, mm-hmm. and he's, like, he's, like, buds with Carl, you know? Yeah, and it's like, really cute. <laughs> yeah, it's super cute. And then Rick comes, and then she's, like, bye, Shane. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, it's It'd be really tricky and it would be really difficult. I, I think it's so easy for us to judge her, but, and, and Shane, of course, but like, I don't know. But I think it's, in this high stakes situation, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't know, they might die tomorrow. Like, yeah. It's very immediate. They want very immediate gratification. They want immediate results of whatever they're doing. They don't yeah. have time to do it for the long run. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm lonely. My dead husband's friend is cute. And who knows what happened to Shane's wife? Who? Yeah. What? I, never I don't. Even... I don't know. Was he married? Yeah, he was married, yeah. or at least was living with someone. Because, like, in the first episode, they Rick and Shane have that conversation before the outbreak. Interesting. Oh, before Rick yeah. gets shot, where he's like, he's like talking about the how she doesn't turn off lights weird i wonder why Mm -hmm. why i mean obviously i guess Lori and rick maybe have a more deep relationship than shane and whoever Mm -hmm. but where's where's shane's little necklace that he has to put aside yeah yeah i want shane to put off his necklace or his ring why is it put that aside yeah (laughs) no we completely forgot about his wife i did or his girlfriend or whatever you know but like I, it makes me wonder. I want to see a backstory. Like, what actually happened with Shane? Like, yeah. did he leave her? Did he was, did he see an opportunity? Yeah. Was he, like, looking at Laurie the whole time? Or was he just, like, did for some reason... He saw his wife die. He was like, hey, gonna it's go time. check on my best yeah. friend. And then sees that... And then, like, tries to get him out of the hospital. Can't do it. And then it was like, okay, my wife's dead. My best friend's probably dead. I'm going to go for my best friend's wife. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to be there. They need someone. I'll be there for them. It makes me wonder. It seems a little shady that he just appeared to Lori. I also think, I wonder if part of it is also the way society and media kind of still, not, it's getting better slowly, but Mm -hmm. surely, hopefully, does still kind of put some responsibility on the woman for this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, like Lori allowed this to happen. Lori was the one that, yeah, made this go down and Lori's the one that has to consider Rick and stuff, but Shane can get away with sleeping with Lori and none of us are thinking, what about his partner or whatever? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I don't know. No. And they don't even mention her at all in the script. No, they don't. But like, I want to know, I want to know what happened. Cause we know Shane is capable of some pretty nasty things, but like, was he capable then? Yeah. We'll never know. I want the spinoff. I want the Where spinoff. Yo, Get my boy, I can't remember his name, but I love him. <laughs> my boy that... Get my boy that, that plays Shane and Punisher <laughs> and do a spinoff, please. I want it. Because he's a good actor. He is good. He's really good. Shout out to him. Ooh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Um, no, you think he'll listen to this? Totally. He might listen to it. I don't One know. day I don't in know like 20 doing. years. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's got other things going on. Um, I also wanted to bring up in our world... Obviously, it's not okay to cheat. Yeah. But, like, where's the line with, like, divorce? Is it okay to have romantic partners when you're getting a divorce? Yeah. Yeah? I don't think it is, but I it's such a situational thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, the first thing that popped in my head was, have you watched Friends? mm Okay. Long story short, this is a spoiler, but Friends is, like, decades old, so yeah. you should, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I don't If you want to watch it, watch it. Watch it. it. Um, but... Ross and Rachel, who are, like, the main couple that everyone's mm-hmm. constantly, like, will they, won't they, they date for a little bit in the show, and then they have a fight, and they say they're on a break, and Ross goes and sleeps with someone else. Mm-hmm. And then she's, Rachel's pissed about it, obviously, I would be too, mm-hmm. and he, his defense the whole time was like, we were on a break, we were on a break, yeah. and stuff. But it's this devastating, surprisingly, like, really serious moment in the show that's usually really funny. Um, 
And it it causes them to like really break up forever because of this until they get back together because it's friends. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just think like when I watched that, I thought Ross was totally in the wrong. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. Even though they were on a break, Mm -hmm. I feel like, I guess it just depends how done are you? Like, is there, I think it depends on the parameters of the break. Like, because a break isn't breaking up. Like, I think breaking up is different. Like, and, and, but then there's also the thing of like, how long do you wait? After your spouse yeah. dies, how long do you wait? After your divorce, how long do you wait? Because, yeah. like, people have different opinions on, like, um, my aunt died and my uncle, uh, like, married someone, like, two months later. Wow. And, and, like, a lot of people in my family were really upset about it. Yeah. Some people didn't care. But, like, I just, I just thought it was, I just think it's interesting, like, because the line is different for everyone. Like, how long do you wait? Um, what are the circumstances? Like, some people think that unless the divorce is finalized, you can't have any romantic yeah, partners. But then, like, I'm I'm of the opinion, like, if you if you want to, like, date, you know, and have other romantic partners while you're going through a divorce, like, you're already going through the divorce. Yeah. You guys are already done. You know, it's basically, like, a breakup with extra steps. Right. Like, if to break up, you just have to say, I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. I think it depends. There's a lot of factors. Yeah, I think the sure. main things are, like, how much respect do you have for the other person? Is If, if you're divorcing someone... Mm-hmm. You know, but you've spent a lot of time with them. I think it's pretty disrespectful to just jump yeah. into another relationship. Because then that makes you think, like, oh, like, were they looking yeah, at this like, person? Yeah, like, oh, they like, didn't care happened? about me at all. You know? Like, what, was I to one? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a really hurtful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because even if you're not in love anymore, I think there does need to be a level of respect. And there's also that thing where it's, like, if one person cheated and then you start to get a divorce, and then the other person, like, starts having romantic partners... Yeah, then I'm kind of like, and then it's like you cheated. Might be fair game. Like you're you cheated and you're getting a divorce. Like yeah, like you can't be. They were faithful (laughs) and you were not. You know, so it's very circumstantial and very situational. I think, but I just think it's it's interesting because like we're watching this in a zombie apocalypse, but this happens frequently today. Totally. So, all right, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the dehumanization of zombies because this is this is one of the times where they humanize a zombie. Yeah. And I think it's, it might be, well, they've had like three months except for Rick. Rick is just day one. He's, He's day one. Fresh from the womb. Yeah. Day one, maybe two of, of, you know, dealing with this and everyone else is three months. They're about ready to like gut these zombies. Yeah. And then like, and then he stops and he like looks at the wallet. He's like, this was his name. Oh yeah. Wayne. Pick, yeah. Whatever. And I'm like, and then it stops. It stops immediately, almost immediately after that, you know? Yeah. And I wonder like, you know, how long it would take. And I talked about this with Alina in the last episode of like, um, there was a difference between Morgan killing other walkers versus killing his wife Walker. Yeah. Totally. And so I think it's interesting. Yeah. Cause that's like the first and last time where we see them humanize them. Yeah, totally. I think a big thing is I, well, not cannot, the last time. There's a few, there's other a few moments. of them. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I don't think you, I don't think it's possible. It'd be, okay for them to humanize every no. single walker they came no, across. No, you gotta live. And you like, gotta you live. Can't... Like, you can't spend all day identifying people. Yeah. Um, and that's also a huge emotional toll. Like, and we don't have the energy yeah. to, no. to cry over every single person. To have funerals over every single walker that died. Yeah. You know? And same with, like, even today, nurses. Mm-hmm. You know, they... My my mom's a nurse, and she's gotten attached to certain patients. She's connected mm-hmm. with certain patients, and when they've passed away... She's come home and cried about it. Mm-hmm. But every day she sees, you know, she sees hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of patients all the time mm-hmm. that she doesn't co- connect with. And when they pass away, she goes, yeah, they, they died. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. But she moves on. Yeah. And it's, well, you have she to. can't let every single patient just like 
you have like to her move world. On. If yeah. death is that prominent in your life, like you can't dwell on every like like a mortician, you can't be sad all the time as a mortician. I had another dead body come in today. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. But it's like don't be a mortician if you're doing the wrong job. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I just think it's interesting. Uh yeah. About that. And, like, how they give them nicknames. I, I really like Geeks, but they don't use Geeks I know. a lot. I wish they used Geeks more. I wish they used Geeks more, too. But, like, Walkers, Geeks, they, they like, dehumanize them immediately when they... <laughs> I mean, of course, you don't want to say, hey, we got these dead humans over here. Yeah. We got it's like, what do you mean, dead, dead mother humans? And, child and then they're like, over. well, you know, like, the dead ones. Like, are they dead or are they walking? Like, the yeah, walking. The walking. Yeah. 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 So... Um, I did look into a little bit, because the other thing I noticed in this episode was they talked a little bit about names, and mm -hmm. there's an importance and value in names in this episode. Mm. At the beginning, um, Rick asks Glenn over the radio, like, what's your name? And Glenn's like, you need to go. Like, go survive. Yeah. He totally avoids it. He's like, I'm not telling you. He doesn't tell Rick his name until he's finished saving Rick mm. and he's kind of like, oh, Rick might be around for a bit. Mm. Okay. And then same with identifying the body that they get the guts from. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, let's learn this guy's name. Now we're going to go hack up a bunch of bodies. We're not going to... Yeah, we're not going to care. Thank every single one for their mm -hmm. sacrifice. But I think... I don't know. It's kind of like the same thing as when you name a pet or, mm. you know, if you're going hunting, you don't name every single That's deer true. you come across yeah. that you're going to shoot. Because it's like you have this connection with this pet, yeah. but like, you know, I, I spray pest control and I don't care about <laughs> the bugs I spray or like the mice I yeah. bait and kill, you know, like e even if I had a mouse as a pet, I still wouldn't care yeah, about there's like those a, other mice. There's just like, yeah. you have to compartmentalize. I totally said that wrong, but yeah. Yeah, even if I had a chicken as a pet and I love that chicken, I would still eat chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I love chickens, by the way, and eating chicken. Um, all the chickens in the world all the are going to rebel against this podcast. <laughs> against this podcast. Like, it's only two episodes. Too. Listen. <laughs> um, real quick, I just want to talk about I love the line where Andrea's like looking at the necklace. Oh, and yeah. then she's like, she's like, I want it. And then he's like, take it. And she's like, that's stealing. And he's like, those rules don't apply anymore. Yeah. You know? And I just love how, like, like Rick totally could have been like, no stealing. Once we get, <laughs> once we get this back in order, we're going to, like, you're going to return that. And we need to, like, get everything back in order. But Rick was like, man, there's dead people knocking on the door. Like, I don't care. There's an you individual know? we both know that I 100% see doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. But anyway. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I just, I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I wanted to kind of mention it, how how it takes some people longer to get rid of these societal norms. Like, I'm sure, like, it would take so many people so long to get rid of, like, money in their head. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, someone does something nice for you, like, let me pay you, oh wait, that doesn't matter anymore, you know? Yeah. So I just think it's interesting the, the time it takes for people to, to pull those societal things away. All right, well, I'm going to leave you guys with a short musical break, and we'll come back with a, another moral dilemma that you guys can comment on. See you soon. Uh, so this moral dilemma I want to ask you, Olivia, kind of coincides with what we talked about in The Greater Good. Who do we kill? Who do we decide to save? And it's the trolley dilemma. 
anyone that knows anyone that knows philosophy or anything it's a pretty well-known trolley moral dilemma where one person is tied to the tracks and four people are tied to a separate uh, line of tracks and you're by the switch and you have to hit the switch but if you do it'll kill four people and if you don't it'll only kill one person so is human life quantified what determines whether to keep those people alive or not Ugh, there's so many things to think about. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, my first thought is, well, is the one person a family member? Yeah. Like, what is my relationship with the people involved? Mm-hmm. And You would say family and people you're closest to first. Yeah, I think I... Ah, it's so hard because I want to say I'd be noble and value saving more people over saving my people, mm-hmm. but... I honestly think I would end up saving my people yeah. over others, which is and, awful to say. And then it depends, like, you know, what if those, that one person is a really good person yeah. and, like, does a lot of good in the world, and then, like, those four people, like... It's a bunch of serial killers. It's a bunch of serial killers, you know, I'd things kill like that. the serial killers. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, Or, like, like what I... I don't know. I think age is a thing, too, in my head. Of, like, <laughs> I never thought about that before. Like, if it's a, t- a bunch of children versus an adult... Mm. I gotta save the children. Even mm-hmm. if the adult is someone I love, I think What I if it's four elders and one adult? Whew. I might save the adult. That's so <laughs> awful. So the older you are, the less your life means? I guess that's where the... Not, yeah. Your life doesn't mean less, but you have less of it to live than another person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't think about Dude, that before. I feel awful, but I, that's where my brain is. I mean, this, I this dilemma is designed to make you feel that way. It's designed to make you feel like, like, first thing is like, okay, I saved the four people, but then it's like, what about this? You know, you have other yeah. factors and stuff. Um, like whether they were good people, whether their age. Are they going to solve um, cancer one day? Yeah. Who knows? But you don't, you don't know that, you know? So interesting. Thanks for answering, uh, even though I made you feel awful. All the old people in the world are going <laughs> to come for me. They're going to come for you now. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, uh, we'll just wrap up now. Tell me what you guys think. Uh, would you? What would you do in that situation with the trolley dilemma? Uh, what are the different circumstances we need to take into consideration when discussing this and who lives and who dies and who gets hit by the train? Um, you can go ahead and comment on Twitter and Instagram. Our Instagram is feed don't eat your brain and our Twitter is Zachy the zombie. Uh, you can also review reviews help us a lot as well, as well as subscribe to our channel on whatever you're listening to that will help as well. So we can start, uh, getting patrons and we can start getting money to make these episodes better and to give you guys more content to listen to. Um, also you can Feel free to email at feeddon'teatyourbrain at gmail.com. Any comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, I'm all free to listen to whatever you guys have to say. And also follow uh, Fortin Horseman on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, This was provided by Fortin Horseman. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Have a good night. Um, Hopefully we don't have to deal with these moral dilemmas anytime soon. So, or have have a good night, day, whatever time you're listening to this. Thank you guys.